0: Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants, with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA, and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week, we interview guest experts aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and tune in for a fun-filled hour. Welcome listeners to the next episode of Virtually Amazing the podcast for virtual assistants. and Joe and I are here today it's currently November the 16th as we record this episode which will go out later either later in 2020 or it might even be going out in 2021 which is an amazing thought isn't it isn't it Jo? Yeah it's
1: um I
0: think we're all going to be glad to see the back of
1: 2020. Do you not think?
0: Well, I think so. It's really interesting. I was talking to my daughter yesterday, my daughter who lives in the States. And um, we were just talking about how she's had, um, her nanny just gave her notice. So that overnight, because in the States, they don't give you a month's notice. They just say, I'm not coming anymore. And she's now got Rosie, who's almost two and brand new baby. And she's about to go back to work or she's just gone back to work. And the nanny just said, I'm not coming back. She's not well. She's not coming back. Mm -hmm. So she was saying, you know, it's just another thing to add to the catalogue of woes that is 2020. Yeah. But she said, everybody's kind of, she said, but she said, don't you think everybody's going to be, I just thought this was priceless. Don't you think everybody's going to be really disappointed when they wake up on the 1st of January, 2021 and nothing's changed. (laughs) And I thought, you know, we were both actually laughing about it because honestly that is, it, nothing's going to change just because the digit changes yeah no yet but no. we can but hope we can but yeah. hope. Um, yeah, I, I, we are making progress i think you know the world is making progress towards a way to allow us to live life um, and yeah. we just have to wait a little bit until that all comes in falls yeah. into place so yeah. so that was my 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 bit of a chuckle yesterday and i thought you
1: know what she's absolutely right Yeah, And in the meantime, all we can do is just keep going, keep going and, you know, make plans for when that point comes, when we can do all those things that we have taken for granted for so long.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting talking about that. So, so uh, listeners, as you know, we moved, Shelley and David, my husband, we moved to Israel over a year ago now. And uh, it is over a year now. Uh, never in a million years thinking that we wouldn't be able to get on a plane to visit our kids because we've got a, child, a our daughter in America and a son in the UK. And our son in the UK had a baby um, about 10 weeks ago now. I think he's about 10 or 12. He's between 10 and 12 weeks old. I've lost track of the weeks. Not kind of, not, not... <laughs> Doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, doesn't it? Lost, having lost track of the week. Yeah. One week is the same as the next. And we haven't met this baby yet. And he's, you know, must be coming up to close to four, you know, between three and four months old. We haven't met him yet. And, uh, and that's really hard. So we're currently talking about, look at, we, we, we're on the case to find a location that we can both travel to that's neutral where yeah. neither of us have to quarantine when we get there. We're both prepared to quarantine when we get home you know at least yep. in your own home so we're just looking at options of where we could perhaps both go on holiday maybe over Christmas and uh, spend a few days together at least getting to know the newest one or the nearly newest one because mm-hmm. the newest newest one I've met yeah so, <laughs> it is a bit uh it is a bit much isn't it
1: <laughs> it's I think it's those are the kinds of things that will mark out 2020 as being a year and and do you remember famously the queen had her anus or yes i think it's it we've all to whatever degree had that type of year where whether it's health whether it's sad losses whether it's business problems or whether it's just the whole feeling of being locked up lost alone and and there are people you know who um are not able to get out and they've not had somebody sharing their home with them and and there have been all kinds of difficulties so you know I can understand why you know linking into what you said about hoping that 2021 will be better but it may well just be the same
0: yeah I think it's going to be hope it's fresh yeah it'll be hopefully it'll be it'll start to get better. I think the outlook will get better over the next yeah. few months now that you know, there's so much talk of vaccine, there are better treatments, there's more data. And I yeah. think that's really, really important because now that they are amassing more data, they know what's working, they know what doesn't work, they're finding yeah. new treatments. And I think that's all gonna help. And we're just gonna have to learn to live with it like we live with the flu every year. But until they know how to treat it and how to prevent it as much as possible, it's just going to take time. But yeah. we are going to be talking today to the wonderful Stephanie William. and I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And Stephanie is a designer. She started out, well, I don't know what she started out before she did became a VA. We're going to find that out from her in just a few minutes but she started out as a traditional VA and found that she absolutely hated it. And uh, so ladies, listeners, gentlemen, there's hope for you if you don't enjoy what you do. Stephanie found what is her passion and that's graphics. And she now works in creating beautiful social media graphics. And she has a niche. And I'm not going to tell you about that. And I'm going to leave it to Stephanie to tell you all about that. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with her in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, Joe, what have you been up to since we last
1: spoke? Uh, gosh, I've, I've done a couple of um, projects on some tech stuff. Um, I have... Rebuilt somebody's active campaign system, um, set up the tags, started on their automations, um, a range of kind of things around that for them. And we've started plotting out their automations for memberships and a new mastermind program they're launching at the end of January. So we've started to map those out. And that's been my sort of background to the week. How about you? That sounds that sounds quite an exciting project to be involved in.
0: I have had my head down. I've been writing. Uh, I'm writing a book about Microsoft Teams, as I've no doubt mentioned before. Uh, I bore people a bit about what I'm doing. So uh, I'm writing a book about Microsoft Teams. I'm about two thirds of the way through, I I can see the end. Um, But then every time I think I can see the end, I think of something else that needs to be not added because I've got every, I've got my headlines and I know what's going in, but expanded. And, um, you know, there are things that actually you do have to write quite a lot. So, for example, on document collaboration, um, I've discovered some new stuff that just appeared recently. And because I had not been playing with it recently, I didn't notice it. Mm. So these things in uh, in the programs can actually sneak up from behind and appear and it's something that's been requested so I discovered there's a new option you can now review a document inside teams Mm. uh, and track changes is available but I'm not going to talk about that now perhaps I'll talk about that at the end after we've had our chat with Stephanie Welcome listeners to today's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And our guest today is the very lovely Stephanie Vium, And I now know how to pronounce your surname properly because I asked before. <laughs> So uh, that's great. And uh, we were just chatting before we started. And Stephanie is actually in South Africa. So we have another international multinational uh, episode today with me in Israel. Stephanie is in South Africa and Joe in West London. So another international flavor. Just reinforcing the idea that VAs and people who help VAs can be anywhere. So uh, I think that's that's a really good point. So, um, Stephanie, do you want to tell our listeners um, about you became a, what's your background and then how did you become a VA and are you still a VA or are you something
2: else or are you a VA of something? Go on, <laughs> over to you. That's, that's a little bit confusing. So, yes, I started my, my adult career really started in the armed forces here in South Africa very, very many years ago. I was in the police for 13 years. I then opted for um, voluntary redundancy. And I then went on and did myself for a while. And I slowly but surely worked myself into administrative roles where I ended up being an executive assistant for C-suite level execs for the last couple of years in formal employment. Then last year, Uh, March, I launched myself as a generalist virtual assistant. Now, if you know nothing about marketing and you launch yourself and suddenly you find yourself thrown in the deep end, everybody's advice is to niche down and niche down and keep niching down. And I didn't follow that advice. So for me, in my mind, I was a horrible virtual assistant because I didn't know how to do all of this. So I pivoted into design after I stumbled across Canva, quite accidentally. So there are still clients that I'm a virtual assistant to, but for the most part, I help um, virtual assistants as well as coaches with um, design for social media, for their social media platforms.
0: That's phenomenal because so Mm. many of us have to be out there. Um, and present our stuff or our words of wisdom in a visually appealing way and I've seen your work it's stunning and I also love the idea about this this kind of way of starting out as doing everything and eventually working out what it is that makes you gives you joy
1: really Um, Jo knows a bit about that don't you Jo? Yes um, sadly Canva is not in my sphere of joy though Stephanie (laughs) so um, yeah I I started out just like you very generalist um, and and now I'm niching down into GDPR and um, compliance work which is as far removed from the the kind of amazing graphics that you create just yeah
0: so you said you you help VAs and and I think it's coaches isn't it mainly that you that you help Stephanie so so how how does that how does a brief work I mean if I wanted you to do stuff for tomorrow's VA what would I need to give you would you come up with the words and the images or just the images
2: ideally yes I will only do the images Um, you know nobody knows your business better than you So you're better able to come up with the words that need to accompany your post because at the end of the day, a visual is not supposed to have too many words on. It can be a a directory uh, type of words, directing you to a post or to take a specific action. But my job mainly is just to come up with the visuals that is going to be complementary to the post that you're going to be putting out there on social media.
0: Okay, that sounds quite, quite straightforward. And, and how do, um, how do you,
2: how, you said you found Canva by accident. How did that happen? <laughs> Tell us about that happy it, accident. It was indeed a very happy accident. Um, I was scrolling through, um, where was it? I think it was on Amanda's uh, VACT uh, Facebook group. And someone had mentioned Canva. And me being so inquisitive, I needed to know what Canva was. And I went and explored it and researched it. And I thought to myself, hmm, I can do this. Mm. Never mind the fact that I was absolutely horribly bad in the beginning. But, you know, as with all things, as you get to know something, you get better at it. And now I'm quite happily marketing myself as a canva creative designer that's yeah. phenomenal
0: i mean i use canva quite a lot myself um but i'm not a naturally visual person so i'm okay if i know kind of the look i'm going for or if somebody's given me a template to work on but coming up with something completely new really flummoxes me yeah. um, so i'm very much in awe of anybody that can design things and make them look beautiful. So for example, I can teach anybody how to use PowerPoint and how to use PowerPoint to create beautiful looking graphics, but I need to have guidance of what the end needs to look like. And I can teach you how to create it. I can't come up with the end result. So I think that's a real talent. It's a real talent um, to be able to do that.
2: It It starts off with literally a blank canvas in front of you as you would on PowerPoint. And so you start building elements in and you put your verbiage in there and you decide on what eventually looks good. And at the end of the day, as with, as with PowerPoint, because we've all been killed by PowerPoint before, less is more. And so you put in and you take out and you change and you slant it and Um, use depth perception and um, various options available to you so you know you can play around and that's how I play around and so when a client comes to me and they say to me I want something um, the first thing I say is which platform because size matters yeah I'm not going to let anybody tell me that size does not matter so which platform is it going to and what is at the end of the day what is the objective? of the image. So if I know it's just to give information, you can literally give information in any way that you can or want to on, on, um, on, on a design. And everything else sort of like just falls into place. And what sort of background imagery do you want? Do you have a product that you want to showcase? Do you want to put your own face on there for argument's sake? Mm-hmm. Do you want to put your logo on there? So we all start with something yeah so whilst i say yes we start with a blank canvas we all still start with something yeah and we build from there
0: yeah so when you said that you started out being a generalist virtual assistant because this is the bit that i think our listeners will be really interested in is how you how you do niche down because everybody knows and it's said the n-word becomes very banded about a lot but it really is super important because you know, when you're marketing, you need to know who you're talking to. So as much as what you love doing, so that there's two elements to it, aren't there? They're they're being able to get your message out there succinctly and also loving what you do. So when you started out as a generalist VA, how did you go about niching? I mean, I know you said you came across Canva, um, but it can't have been an overnight decision to decide to go just down the design
2: route. No, it certainly wasn't a, uh, an overnight decision. Um, I wanted to be able to take over someone's specific administrative requirement and work on that and give them a presentable document, um, email, whatever the case may be at the end of the day. So I was going to be purely admin, not not email, not um all those other things that, that VAs do, um, all the research and that sort of thing, I, it, it, that did not ring my bell at all. And, you know, and as I said, it, it starts with marketing. And if you don't know where it is that you're going to be able to uh, find the most joy, as well as being profitable, as well Mm -hmm. as being able to give value to the person. So there's that little bit of a triangle. And if you don't have all sides the same size, then, you know, it sort of becomes, well, I've got to find something where my joy is. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I don't want to be something that I'm not enjoying. And Mm -hmm. I ended up not enjoying admin but there are still people, as I said, who I do admin for. So I still enjoy admin to a certain degree, just not that much.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's like anything, isn't it? The things that you don't like, you can you can you can do them a little bit as long as it doesn't become your whole life. Yeah. And then you yes. spend your whole time feeling, oh, I don't want to do this. Does that resonate with you at all, Jo? What what's your kind of take on that?
1: <clears throat> it, it does because uh, when you go through the process of niching or or you find your groove of what you really really love you may have existing clients that you really really love working with Who the work you do for them is not necessarily in your niche but you just enjoy working with them so those tasks don't feel onerous so you keep those on and and then you've got those odd tasks that they're very easy, it could be a spreadsheet, it could be whatever it is that's in your world and those are fundamental pieces of work that keep money coming through while you go through that process of niching and finding the new clients that will work with you on the service packages that are bringing you joy because we do have to remember we're all business owners and it's you know the, the the idea of going into a niche is great but you still have to pay your bills so be prepared for the fact that there is a transition and I'm sure you would have found that Stephanie you haven't kind of gone all the way from one thing to another without kind of a, a balance where it's gone from 100% to sort of 60 to 50 40 and then you know the balance has gone the other way where you're only perhaps doing 10 or 20% of stuff that's ticking you over and
2: 80% of the stuff that you love. Absolutely, the transition wasn't easy. Um, you know, when I decided that I'm now going to be designing instead of just mm-hmm. doing admin, I still had to obviously pay the bills, as you mentioned. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know, you have to keep a, a roof over your head and um, keep those those wolves at bay. So the transition was um, over a period of time. But once I've made the transition, and yes. The clients that I work with, um, I would be typing out a document for one. I would be setting up a spreadsheet for another. I helped someone else um, set up her um, her database and sending emails on her behalf via the database to her clients. So it's varied. So it's it's still a little bit generalist in that regard, but it's yes. certainly – certainly Different. I mean, I advised the client just over the weekend itself on, um, well, not before, uh, just before the weekend on um, a, a funnel for, for his lead magnet going, in, you know, building his email base and then obviously building clients on that. So, you know, so you help your clients in any way that they need, that, that yeah. they need assistance with keeping your niche at the end of the day as well. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's 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 really important point. Really, really important point. So what do you love most about the design process?
2: I think the fact that I'm able to visually and creatively give outing to myself. So my own visuals range from bizarre to educational to just weird, you know. <laughs> I can I can I can certainly throw a lot of stuff on, on on a canvas and hope it turns out all right. But I can visually express myself. And that's really what I enjoy about, about mm. working on Canva because that is my platform of choice, is that I can put various elements together and I can actually make the visual tell the story in in its own, on on its own even if I did have very little written by way of yeah. verbiage in the post itself yeah
0: that's 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 phenomenal that really is phenomenal that's phenomenal yeah. so do you have to, how do you work do you offer um, do you work because we have this we, we talked to lots of people about um, packages hours time charging I'm not asking you for your rates but how do you yeah figure that out and do you say well you could because I know I've seen you your introductory offer at the beginning over I can't remember it wasn't that long ago and you were offering so many images for such and such um which obviously is not sustainable because that was just to presumably was just to launch you but um so how do you how do you package your services up
2: Um, I started out by doing, by charging per design. I don't work by the hour because some designs do take longer than others and I can't be charging a, a specific hourly amount where something is going to be very quick and easy to do within 15 minutes and I bill a client at a full hourly rate. That just ethically just, that just doesn't sit with me. So I started charging by the design itself. I still have packages available that go um, by a um, number of designs. And then there are um, certainly larger offers as well where I would take over, especially for those who are wanting to do um, a sprint challenge or a virtual workshop, taking care of all of their all of their visual content for that specific offering and doing all of that for. A set amount of money. I help uh, clients on an hourly basis with uh, recorded Zoom calls, showing them how to how to lay out a design, how to start a design. So you know, as I'm developing in my own self, I develop new products, and they are always either product product or project based. So there's never a, there's never an hourly rate or a a breakdown where you know. I did um, 15 minutes of a design and you're going to be paying me 30 minutes or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me because it it must be so difficult. You know, some things do take next to no time. And then you do, you you know, ethically you feel, oh, I can't charge all that for that. Yeah um but a project base or i, I like that idea of, of packages so where do your cli- where do you find your clients or where do they find you how, how do you acquire them
2: i am most active over on linkedin um, that is my platform of choice um, most of my clients come from linkedin but i've now started being a little bit more active on facebook as well as over on instagram I have a presence on Twitter, but it's not really where I really want to be. It's, I, I yeah. just don't get the, the couple of couple of lines of text, and then you have to do it prolifically throughout the day in order to show some sort of a presence. Um, whereas over on LinkedIn, we all know LinkedIn is a professional networking site, and it just works for me better that way
0: yeah, than I, anywhere else. Yeah, I, I follow you on LinkedIn, and, and your stuff – you know what you put out is great i also follow you on instagram um you know and your your instagram presence is also you know your images are 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 phenomenal and and that's important because it's a visual medium
2: um, where people can find you are you on pinterest i am on pinterest i have a couple of boards over on pinterest but we all know that pinterest is a search engine so you know it's not so much a um a social media platform as such however Pinterest is obviously also very visual so everything that you put on there has yeah. to be visually appealing otherwise you're going to be losing your yeah your touch altogether
0: yeah Yeah, now um, Pinterest is a great search engine for anything visual uh, and it's a great one to send traffic to your website, for example. It really is because somebody will find your design and if your design is linked to, for example, all of my blog posts have two Pinterest images attached to them in different places. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them gets pinned automatically when I promote the blog post the first time. And it means that on my blog board, all those pins link back to my website. Um, so as long as the images are good, um, which my VA does for me, and you know, I'm very happy with what she does. So, so, so it, is, it is a great search engine um, and traffic director, traffic controller, yes, if indeed. you like. It's a good place to be because lots of people plan things using Pinterest. They will go to Pinterest to, and they'll create boards with all the things they like so when I was redoing my office, I had a board with all sorts of office designs on it. Um, and the yeah. other thing that Pinterest helps with is if you, if you share other people's, they then share yours. So it, it kind of um, it, it's a great visual platform to, to be on.: Yes to be on. So Joe, have you got any other questions for Stephanie?
1: Uh, well, I've been and had a little look at um, Stephanie's Insta, and I am blown away by your images. I'm not a design person. Um, I'm probably further down the line than Shelley um, when it comes to design. Um, My Canva feed is just a square box. That's it, because that's as much as I can do. But yours are amazing. You've got some fabulous, fabulous graphics on there. So um, I'm going to be taking much more interested in having a look to get some
2: ideas (laughs) you're more than welcome to you're more than welcome to
1: so stephanie
0: if there are vas out there who would need some help with that can you help other vas with that so could you teach them how to do it or maybe they could outsource graphics to you is is that a service that you Mm -hmm. offer
2: um, both of those that you have just mentioned, and um, I'm happy to say and, you know, put it out there, I am launching a program specifically aimed at virtual assistants who are now having to do design for their clients as well as for themselves, who are either starting out on Canva or who have already journeyed on Canva to take themselves the next level. So there's that um, video tutorial program that I'm busy with at the moment. And then, yes, they can certainly outsource um, their clients. I can certainly collaborate with them with uh, for the benefit of the clients. You know, I would bill them and they would on-bill it to the client. Um, and, you know, we help one another that way. Because yeah, at the end of the day, I'm actually really a virtual assistant myself still at heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just have a specific skill set that you employ. That's really cool to know that you're going to have a course on how to use Canva. Um, And I actually I'm going to schedule a chat with you separate to this because it's kind of sparked an idea in my mind of of something. So um, I think we'll draw to a close there. All of Stephanie's contact details, listeners will be on the webpage that goes with this episode, which is going out later in the year. We batch record, as we've we've said before. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on. It's fascinating. I know that our listeners love hearing people's stories about how they got to where they got to. And um, lots of VAs who start out doing one thing end up doing something totally different. And that's really interesting.
2: Thank, so you, thank very much you very for much having for having
0: me. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. Wasn't that fascinating hearing how Stephanie went from being in the armed forces to being an executive assistant for C-suite people uh, and then to being what she termed a generalist virtual assistant yeah. to now being still a general virtual assistant but niching down into that design skills area. And I think that's really very cool what do you think Jen?
1: yeah oh absolutely you, you know as, as i said in the discussion design just doesn't it doesn't sit with me at all a blank page is a blank page and it's going to have a spreadsheet or it's going to have a plan and i admire her tremendously her graphics are amazing so um it it again reiterates the point that we've made so many times in this podcast how many different and varied skills do we have in our va industry and community that we can all call on and isn't it wonderful that we're not all designers or spreadsheet lovers or anything else you know yeah, I think that's absolutely key.
0: And as I've said before, one of the things I love about the VA industry, or well, my experience of it, is collaboration, not competition. And yeah. Stephanie, I think, is a prime example of that, um, thinking about you, actually, and your aversion to design. Yes. That's, I don't think that's too strong a word for it, is it? No,
1: it's not. It's not.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, I could come to you tomorrow as an existing client and say, Joe, I love working with you. Can you do this design for me? Uh, and you, instead of your kind of saying, Oh no, I can't do that. You can say, well, I can't do it, but somebody in my team can, and we can, yes. we can do it. And I think yeah. that is invaluable. We yeah. all need other people to shore up the gaps in our own skills uh, where we have them. Um, so I, I think that was fantastic. So we were talking there a lot about Canva because that is Stephanie's medium of choice and I know you don't particularly like it. Uh, I do spend quite a lot of time in Canva. I do my podcast graphics there. So when you see the, the graphics to promote the podcast, whether it's the ones with virtual Veronica in there, mm-hmm. or whether it's the one with how many episodes we've got, those are all done in Canva. And, um, and it, 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 as long as I can find a design that looks close to what I think will look good, I know how to change the colors and it's branded and how to upload images. Uh, and, and it's, it's quite easy to do. But what I loved that um, Stephanie mentioned there, one of the things I really liked was her uh, idea of charging for a number of designs or by yes. design rather yeah. than by the hour, um, which I think is, is really good because sometimes a project price is just so much easier to understand than an hourly one because yeah. um, yeah. the client might not know how many hours it takes to produce x yeah. whereas if you say well it's going to cost you this much to get that solution yeah. that's a whole different ball game then if you do it in 10 minutes it doesn't matter it's the value to the client so do you price like that let's talk about pricing
1: do you price like that? I... I have a blend. I have a a couple of associate roles that I do for other VAs and um, I put in a timesheet based on the number of hours I do. Um, But other than that, in my own business, I very much am package. I have some fixed packages with set prices. Um, And then if I'm quoting for a piece of work, so for instance, today um, I've got a quote to for member press setup, So I've evaluated all the different elements within that. I know roughly how much time it's going to take me dependent upon the volume of content. And I will give a fixed price one off. And then it doesn't matter whether it takes me two hours or 20 hours, the client will just pay that fixed cost
0: yeah and you know i work very much the same way as trainers we tend don't tend to do time well it is kind of time for money um, but it's course for money so a course might be time-based so if it's a live training let's say that you want to have a one-to-one session with me that's normally a 90 minute session because to be honest doing things virtually 90 minutes is probably enough and you can actually get through a lot of tr- learning in 90 minutes as well. So we do a 90 minutes, and that's, that's a price for the time really. But once you start adding more people in, then that price obviously goes up. And then all my online courses are fixed prices for the course. Some of them, you know, hold my hands up, I've only got half an hour's worth of content, and it's the same price as another course that's got three hours of content. But the value, the outcome, is the same. So whether yeah. it's you're going to sit there for half an hour or for three hours, at the end of the day, you're going to solve a problem. So I've decided those are the prices. I'm not going to price the one that's only half an hour's content lower because it's only half an hour's content because the yeah. content is really valuable. Uh, and I think that that's something, sometimes we can get lost in overthinking pricing can't we um and value and thinking oh they're not going to want to pay that much or oh i can't make it too expensive or "Mm, am i under charge am i actually undercharging so yeah i'm
1: sorry Shelley. one of the things that i was going to say on that it it is a bit in a way hit and miss you know when you send out a quote with a price um and there have been situations in the past where i've given a price and the clients come back and said you know, that's a bit out of my budget. And I said, okay, so what can we do within your budget? And and then we've looked at how we can reduce the price and add value in a different way. Yeah. Or can we split the job into a phased payment? Can we split the job into phased work? It, you know, it, it doesn't have to... When the client first comes back and says, that's a bit outside of my budget, it doesn't always have to be that final no does it no absolutely and i think that's also key um
0: often um certainly in training when you quote you might include extras so you might include workbooks you might include travel time i I know there's lots of things you might add on and if a client comes back and says well we don't really want to pay that much then it's a case of okay well this is for the basic delivery and this is for the extra so then you start taking stuff out or as you say a payment plan or something. And I think um, it's it's quite easy. Um, And I think we all do it as business owners. We get bogged down into worrying about pricing. And at the end of the day, if you're providing a solution for somebody, that's invaluable. And people will pay for that. So I think that's enough of us waffling away today. And uh, it's been another great episode. And Thank you for listening listeners. As ever, I'm Shelley at tomorrowsva.com. Joe is jlbbusinessconsulting.co.uk. Go to the webpage, Virtually Amazing on Facebook at Virtually Amazing. You can find the links to the podcast on the Tomorrow's VA site podcast homepage. And uh, do let us know who you want to hear from, or even if you would like to be a guest on a future episode. We want to promote you all and give you all an amazing voice because as virtual assistants, you all do amazing things. Until next week, we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fishel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to being with you again next week where we'll have another awesomely amazing guest expert for you. See you then.